But where are your clothes now? Where do you store your clothes in the van? So I have one drawer for clothes. My husband has one drawer for clothes. And my daughter has a little cabinet for hers and my son has a little cabinet for his. Chris, you wouldn't survive if it's not happening. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Best Friends with Benefits. I am Noni. I'm Kristen. And we're so excited about today's episode. Um, this beautiful woman that we're about to uh, bless your ears with has an incredible story. Kristen, why don't you tell the people about her? Yes. So her name is Ashley Fight. I've been friends with her for a little while and I'll get into how we met but she has been featured her and her family have been featured on hgtv tiny homes she lives in a van with her family she travels the country in a van and it's so <laughs> inspiring welcome ashley fight hi. hi thanks so much for having me Wow, so you are so on excited. a press tour right now. <laughs> I guess so. So we yes. met on the Acura team. We're both um, spokesmodels and product specialists for Acura. It was my first year on the team, and they had set up a buddy system where through the whole entire training, you have to get to know someone. And Ashley was my partner, so we were getting to know each <laughs> other. And of course, I saw her amazing Instagram and that she lives on a van. And I was like, oh my God, like you need to make one of those massive, gorgeous coffee table books of all your mm. adventures and like write little stories because she has the most gorgeous pictures. And I mean, I was so inspired by her. So we're going to talk to her and get to know her today. And I'm telling you, you're just going to, it's going to blow your mind. So I am dying to know. Yeah, it sounds so romantic and beautiful to be traveling the country in a van with your family. There might be people listening like, how do you do that? How is that even possible? <laughs> but I love to go back to the beginning of like, how did you make that decision? You woke up one day and you were like, I'm going to not live in a home, but I'm actually going to transport my life and live in a van. Um, so it all started back in 2016. So my daughter was born in 2014 and it was like the switch went off. I don't know if it's like a mom switch or whatever, but it was like, oh, life is about this baby now and it has to look this certain way. Like we have dinners at this time. Like I became way less free thinking, uh, if that makes sense. It's like, you know, I wanted like marriage to look a certain way and like parenting to look a certain way. And it's, I think it's just part of like our culture scape, you know, like all of a sudden you're, you're realizing, oh, I'm doing these things that I don't really know why I'm doing them. So anyway, I, I ran across this article one day and it was talking about marriages and they did this study on, um, I don't know, I think it was like 20 different couples and it was over a period of a couple of decades and what they found was that people who had stayed in a happy marriage were the people who, you know, 20 years earlier had responded to each other's um, things that they liked in simple things. Like say the husband's like, oh, look at that bird out the window. And the wife is like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like, look at that amazing bird, you know, but sometimes <laughs> I was not that wife. I was the wife that was like, okay, 
like, oh my God, why are you telling me about this birth? You know? So, <laughs> so I was just realizing like, I am not the couple that's going to be together in a couple, like 20 years because I'm, I guess like the idea is that whenever we were dating, like I he want, he liked fishing. Like I love fishing. Oh my gosh, it sounds so great. Like, you know, when you're dating somebody, you want to just love everything that they love. And then as time goes on, you start to not do that as much. And I was like, oh crap, like I'm not doing that as much. So I was like, next time he walks to that door, I'm gonna love it. Like I'm gonna love it like we were dating. Like if we were dating, how much would I love it? And so he came through the door and <laughs> I was like, he's like, I got an idea. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna love it. Like maybe it's a garden. Like, I don't know, maybe it's something great. And, and he's like, so I found this road trip. It's a 48 state road trip. And it's the fastest way you can go to all 48 states and see national parks and landmarks around the way. And so I was like, oh, this is perfect. I would, I would love to do that. Like if we were dating, sure. You know, I didn't say that if we were dating part, but I, you know, I said, sure, this sounds wonderful. And then um, he started going to town, like riding the route. And he's like, hey, instead of doing this like in a few years or, cause I was like, someday, sure. Like we can do this. Mm. He's like, let's do it this summer. Like we can do it this summer. And I was like, oh God, like we don't have any money saved. Like, how are we going to do this? But anyway, long story short, we did do the trip. It, it was three months long. We did it off of our regular budget somehow. And it really inspired us that like, hey, I love traveling with you. And I love seeing the country. And it, our daughter's two right now. And she's great at traveling. And so we got a van. And we were like, we can turn this into a tiny house on wheels and, and do a um, road trip together and how long we can be happy in this lifestyle wow oh my goodness that's... so you've been on the road since then yeah we've been on the road since well, we bought the van in february 2017 and then um built it out by april 1st and then we've been on the road since then so yeah it's been like three and a half years wow Sorry, that was a, a long-winded version of how we got there. But it all started from being like, oh, I'm going to say yes to something. Wow. Um, and you had done that just in a regular car or? Yeah. So uh, the 48-state road trip was in our Honda Civic. <laughs> so. With a two-year-old. With our two-year-old. And List, it was packed yes. full. And I hated it. I hate it. Well, I didn't hate the trip, but I hated that. And I was like, there were several nights that we were just trying to like get to the next spot that we'd sleep in the car. And the next day we'd like hate each other. And I was like, we just need a, a vehicle that has like a blow up mattress in it. Like I need to stretch out because everyone was <laughs> sleeping behind me and she'd be sleeping in her car seat. And I was in the front seat. I mean, this is a Honda Civic. So like picture the size of that. We work for Acura. So like, we you know, it's like the tiniest yeah. car. Um, like anyway, so everybody'd be like kicking me in the head at night. And it was just horrible. So we were like, let's wow. get something that we can at least sleep in. And then it just kept gradually getting like a bigger idea. Like, let's get something we can also stand in and cook in and go to the bathroom in. And and so we got a van. Yeah. Wow. And did you know that that existed? Like people living in vans and having a life on the road? Um. So we were in Oregon on our road trip, on our 48 state road trip. And there were a lot of like Westphalia vans. And they have like, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they have like a little bed in the back. You can't really stand up in them, but they're really vintage looking and cool. 
And that was what gave us the initial idea. And then when we were looking at how to actually build out our van, there, there weren't that many on Instagram. Like you'd be surprised. Like it wasn't like this big van life thing yet. Mm -hmm. So we really looked into tiny homes and like, oh, so we like incorporated stairs in our build and things that like we Mm. saw through a tiny house, but we weren't thinking like how a van should look. And so I think that kind of helped us with like creativity on it because we weren't stuck to like what a van typically looks like. Um, So that was actually kind of helpful. That is impressive. If you can, because we will be putting up photos. So if you're listening to this, you're going to want to watch the YouTube because you you want to see how they outfitted this cool van. Can you just walk us through um, some of your favorite features of what you guys put in the van that you can't live without? Oh, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> things I can't live without now are things we also didn't get right away, but that's okay. First of all, we have you, you walk through the door. And to the left is my daughter's seat. Everyone always asks, like, well, where does she sit? Is she safe? Is she just, like, walking around back there? And so she has, like, her car seat to the left. And then right in front, there's, like, a sliding barn door. So there's a full-length mirror. When we were first building the van, I I just wanted a mirror of some kind because we did the road trip. And I was like, you know, there's not, like, a place to get ready. And, um we my husband's like we're not gonna fit a mirror in this van like where are we gonna put it just go to the front seat and get ready in the front seat and i was like oh i feel like mortified like thinking like sitting in the front seat in a parking lot like getting ready every morning i don't know and so i was like can we just get some sort of mirror he's like well if you can figure it out we'll put one in and so i found this like really cool like artisan barn door and it has a a full-length mirror in it so i was like oh perfect we can put this here so and like i said we were building based off of tiny homes and so a lot of tiny homes incorporate barn doors because it helps with space and so it worked out really well and so now we have that full length mirror in there and he actually appreciates it too he's like you know i like being able to see what i look like in the morning because when you're living on the road and you haven't showered in a few days you could be like i don't know people could confuse you for a so um so we have that and then behind there we have our, our toilet and then we have you know toiletries and things and then we have our kitchen to the left um, we have a one burner stove top so wow. we can cook and we have a pot and like a cast iron skillet and then we also got a pancake pan this year because my daughter like really wants pancakes and i don't like using like the cast iron skillet for pancakes too i don't know like i just use it for like savory stuff i don't know if you can do both but i got a pancake pan we have like my son's seat now because now we've also been pregnant and had a child in this vehicle (laughs) so his seat is behind where hers goes so we have both (laughs) our seats there and then we have her she has a loft above our bed so we do get privacy because people always ask us about our sex life and you know obviously we had a child again so oh yeah i remember i remember when you were pregnant you were like drawing out the the, oh that's right (laughs) remember yeah i was trying to figure out how to make it work we built built a murphy bed into the wall because we didn't know where we were going to put him and so the Murphy bed like comes out of the window and then he has his little bed there. I know so if amazing. you're listening right now, your head is about to explode. Okay. All of this is happening in a van. Everything that she described two adults. <laughs> and when you first started, you had one small child, but now you have two 
Can you just take us through, for all the people that are just like, how do they do this? Take us through the maybe the pros and cons of having two kids um, on the road. I care a baby. I know, it's mine now. See, I can't even manage mine in a three-bedroom house. I was like, oh, my God. I swear to God, I thought that was my child. I was like, are you kidding me? So put us on. I was like, what? I told him to leave. Why is he back? I I love that your daughter was crying because I'm that is reality. Like you even if you live in a if you live in a van, like that's not gonna stop, you know. Mm-hmm. You have but there's also like there's no place to go. So one thing, a con, one thing I've really missed, especially like with a newborn now, like so we were always like, we're going to have one kid because this works so well for us. We do so much. And then we started looking back at, you know, toddler pictures of her on the 48 state road trip. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, I missed it. Like it went by so fast. Like we were together for all of that, but I feel like I missed it still. And we were at a really great place, like with our jobs and financially and like in our marriage. And so we decided to have a baby and having him has just been like, absolutely wonderful and also just like we probably shouldn't have done this in a van kind of thing because it's like there's not another room there's not another room and it's obviously something that we thought about but you forget I mean and I think anyone that's been a parent like you realize like you you forget um how, like what it's like when they're when they're newborns and so um one thing we've had to kind of figure out is how do we get space and we've just had to learn how to communicate really really well as a couple and so that I think would be one of those Mm. pros to living so small is like if we didn't communicate none of this would work out and Mm. so we've had to learn how to like tell each other and feel safe with telling each other like how we're feeling like mentally and emotionally and like the things that we really need like there's no like playing around like trying to make them guess like, oh, maybe they need to know and they need to figure it out. Like, it's just, you have to be straight up and real and tell the person Mm -hmm. what you need so that you can get that. So you can like have a sane life. Listen, and if you people, if everybody is listening right now, that is the key, no matter where you are living and you're at the heightened, like if you guys don't communicate and you're in that small space, it is heightened for everybody else. Like that is basically don't hold anything in communicate your partner is not a mind reader same thing with best Mm -hmm. friends and relationships like we have to communicate to each other they're not a mind reader and it really really peace in the space Mm. um love what you said about uh I feel like everybody right now is kind of experiencing what it's like to be with your family 24 7 in close quarters yes yeah and um, there are definitely pros and cons to that, but definitely a pro is just being around and being there every step of the way. I remember my two-year-old that just made a cameo. She had her first steps and I was at work, you know, I was working in office and my husband sent me a video of it and I missed it. But now there are so many things that I get to partake in because I am here. I'm working from home the whole entire time. Can you talk a little bit about, um, like, what is, what is the day? Like, what's the structure of the day? Especially, you know, you have a school-age child, you wake up. What does that look like? Oh, my goodness. That is a, a great question. And honestly, 
it, it depends on what we're doing. So we both work as like experiential marketing tour managers. So um, if you're ever at like a big event, let's say like Coachella, for instance, one that like everybody knows about, and there's all those different like trucks that are there putting on like, I don't know, like uh, monster and um, I don't know. I know whatever brands that are like putting on a big experience, for instance, and you're going through and you're getting free swag and they have like decks and like pretty much throwing a party at a, at a party. That is what my husband and I do. And so this year has been very strange because our jobs always put us on the road going from event to event. And so our daily structure really revolves around what that tour is like. And so this year with events being shut down, all of the brands have kind of pulled out on experiential marketing. And so we have been um, sheltering in place in the van. And so it's been, it's been interesting because we aren't on the road as much, but we are still in our van in one spot because we are trying to like not spread COVID and, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been really, really interesting, but to make, to make it simple, I guess we wake up in the morning. We always do like breakfast together as a family. My husband makes coffee because he's the best at that. And we sit together, we talk about our day. I do homeschool with our daughter and that's been really great. I've really loved doing that. And then my husband this summer, I'm just going to talk about 2020 because that's the year that we're in. We, he, he's been working on our property. So we bought 18 acres in Colorado. We weren't planning to be there for years, but 2020 happened. We got kicked off the road. Um, and we've been on like an 18 acre bare property since March in our van. And so he's been working on like a potato garden, um, working on like building um, a music studio because he loves doing music and he's been wanting a recording studio on our property so we've just been like homesteading it really this year which is so weird to say because we've been a hundred percent traveling for years now and then this year we were like what is the universe telling us like why are we stuck here like what's happening and so it's just been kind of like we're waiting for what's next you know mm. so you're not allowed to actually go into the other states so we weren't at first. So in wow. in March, where they in Colorado, they give us like a, a stay at home mandate. My sister actually got married in March, and like the cops came to her wedding because they weren't allowed to like gather in groups more than ten. And so we work. Our most current client has been Hydrofacial, and so they had a nationwide tour going at the time, and. Um, yeah, we we were just told that it was put off indefinitely. Um, and so this month, actually, we are in Miami right now. We are not on the property and they are trying to slowly introduce like a more social distance events to promote hydrofacial around the country. And so we're keeping our fingers crossed and seeing how that's going to go. And so we're caravanning together down here in Miami and just trying to see like how the event world can live in COVID times. Yeah. So I have an interesting question because I'm sure, I mean, it's like with anything, like how do you deal with any like negative comments or anybody saying like, oh, like you have kids and you're living mm -hmm. in a van? That's a great question. Um, 
it used to bother me like a lot. When we first started out in 2017 um, in the van, my, so my sister's early childhood education major. And so she knows all things early childhood education. And, you know, she's really concerned about Everly like going to pre-K and like, what are we doing on the road? And then my parents, it's just like I wanted, you know, I wanted their support, but I didn't know for sure if I had it. And I just, I had to learn how to become really grounded in like what I believed. Um, mm. Because at first I, I wasn't, at first I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. What if this totally screws her up? Like we're living in a van. Like what if, like, I, what are people going to think? I was really concerned because I didn't know what it was going to be like. So if someone said something negative, like, you know, what are you doing to your kid? Like it would hurt me because I was like well, what am I doing to my kid like what if they're right you know yeah. and then as years went on like after I'd say like after about a year in the van I saw like how much my daughter was like blossoming like she's the most friendly social loving kid and she's also like she's really uninhibited like she's not self-conscious she's outgoing I was like, well, it's not hurting her social skills. You know, she's smart. She can read. Like, we're doing well in homeschool. Like, we've made so many friends. And so all these things that people said, I wish I could have, like, not let them hurt me before I knew. But now that, like, I know that what we're doing is good for us and that mm -hmm. um, it's benefited our lives more than the things people say, it's like, It'd be like someone telling you like, oh, your hair's bright red. It'd be like, well, it's not. Like, it's not that. You yes. know, I don't know. Like, that's, you know, like when you know something's just not true, it like, it can't hurt you. But when, before you know that, like, you could go cry about it. Like, oh, my hair. Like, right. didn't like it. <laughs> you know, but once you're confident in something, then there's nothing that anyone can say. At least from a place that's like mean. That's such an amazing gem because I always say, um, no one can get to you if it's something that you are so confident about and so like trust in your beliefs they can't get to you sometimes someone will say something and it hits us to the core and it's because we already have a pre-existing insecurity about it or something but i say like if someone goes up to barack obama and they're like you're stupid he's not gonna be like crying about it. he's gonna be like okay you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just like being rooted in your beliefs and your confidence and you knowing what's good for you. There's nothing that anybody right. can say to you right. to yeah. knock you off your square. So I yeah. think that's amazing. That is so good. And yeah, and just to point to that again too, it's like you see the evidence, like you see Everly thriving, you see her mm -hmm. blossoming into this amazing young woman. I mean, she's not a young woman. She's like six, but I mean, she's just <laughs> like becoming someone who the experience of being on the road that's that's such an experience and right. growing up it's like wow I grew up in a van and like my parents are these amazing people it's just like something you can't ever that's a memory no she's, one can take that away that. right right yeah. yeah these are you're creating experiences for her that's what I was trying to say mm -hmm. it's kind of like Slumdog Millionaire remember that movie it's just like he <laughs> yeah. learns from his, his experiences like that's, that's how Everly's gonna be Slumdog <laughs> Millionaire <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Oh my God. Um, no, I do. I do. He won the game because of his experiences. No, that's true. That's good. <laughs> I do remember that movie. 
So have you oh. seen kind of a, a growth in van life? You said when you first started, you couldn't find anything on Instagram. Have mm-hmm. you now seen more communities and, and van, the trend of living in a van heighten? I don't know if you guys have seen the social dilemma, but it's like, am I just in this echo chamber of van people now? <laughs> Like, does anyone else see this, or is they just like refeeding me myself? They got your algorithm right (laughs) down. Because to me, everyone is living in a van. It's all anybody (laughs) wants to do. Like, everyone's have. I have a friend, an Instagram friend, who has a newborn baby too, who was pregnant in a van. I'm like, everyone's pregnant in vans. (laughs) No one lives in houses. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. One thing, it is intriguing because I was on the phone with someone talking about that you were the guest on the podcast tonight on the bus coming back from New York. And I was talking about you. I was like, yeah, we're interviewing my friend Ashley. She lives on a van. And the woman next to me writes down her email and she's like, can you email me? Because I want to live on a van and I'm interested in learning about how your friend did this. And just so... I think everyone does want to live on a van. Okay. (laughs) I have her email right here. I'm going to email her the podcast. Goodness. It sounds like such an inviting, like worry-free life of just like being free. Um, Yeah. I feel like after this episode, we're going to inspire more people to To want to live in vans. Like what are the top things that people need to consider and think about before they make that decision? Because I don't know if this is like an everybody can live in a van or does it take like a certain type? What would you say if people were considering taking this leap? I would say do something for a shorter period of time first. So there's there's a, probably a bunch of websites, but the one that I'm most familiar with, which we actually this summer rented our van out to people um, because we'd lost our jobs and we we're like, well, what can we do? We can rent out the home that we live in. And we had like a little trailer on our property that we slept in while we had our van rented. So that was, and then we were like, we need our van. This is ridiculous. What are we doing to ourselves? But I would say go on to like outdoorsy or to some sort of platform where you can rent a van or rent something that is smaller that you can travel in and do it, do it for like a week or a couple of weeks and like, see if you're wanting to build out your own van, you know, see what works or what doesn't work in the space so that you know, like what you want to build or where you want to have it built. Um, Definitely like get on social media platforms. If you have Instagram or Facebook, there are so many groups of people that have done this for years that can answer questions for you because it's like when you try to do something out on your own and figure it out the hard way, which is I think what we did a lot because we Mm -hmm. didn't have those resources or we didn't know where to find them. We just, you know, made mistakes. Like we lived with like little puck lights for years because I didn't want Mars doing the electrical work. And it was super simple and he did it and he was like, I should have done this years ago instead of having us buy like a million batteries for these puck lights. Like, so now we have, you know, light, a light switch. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like, why did we not do this sooner? You know, but if we would have had people to reach out to you to ask like, how do I do this simple thing? You know, rather than just trying to do it on your own. So what I'm saying is like, just give yourself a team, try it out first make a good list of like things that you like or don't like or things you will want. And, um, but definitely don't not do it. I would say, say yes to it. Like if you're thinking this is something I want to do, 
definitely give it a try because there's no, you can always go back. Like, and that's what my husband told me because I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, he's like, we'll do it for a year. Like give yourself an end date. Be like, I'll do it for three months. I'll do it for the summer. I'll do it for one month. And then whenever you reach that mark, you can decide if you want to keep going or if you're done with it. And it's no shame if you're done with it. Mm, I have a question. Do you think you will ever live in a house again? That's a good question. Um, I So we just sold, we had a four bedroom, two bath house in Oklahoma City. And we just sold it because we realized like we're never going back. We have this property in Colorado now. Um, so to answer your question, we will go back to a house, but I don't think we'll ever go back to like a big house because there was so much wasted space and nothing was intentional. And something that we've learned over these past few years is like how to be intentional with our spaces. Mm. And so having a smaller space like forces you to be that way. And like, I would love to have like a tea room. That sounds very extra, but I would love to have like a room for tea. So I would like to build that on the property, it. but it's like, and in, what really? I do have a sunroom, but it's like, of course, so like, you know, I'd like intentional spaces, but I don't think I want them all in one building. I want them all to be like separated and like cool spots that you can like walk to on the property rather than like in a house. What do you do with all your clothes? Oh my goodness. Wait, you're speaking to a person before she even answers this. I helped Kristen or I was out. attempting to help Kristen clean out her closet and the pile that was on her bed could have like hit the ceiling. I was like, Kristen, you need to turn that little bedroom you have that nobody is using into a closet. So I just yeah. want to level that where her question is coming from. She does not have a normal amount of clothing. I want that so bad though. Okay, so this summer, my when I told you my husband was building a music studio, right? So originally it was my closet because I told him all I wanted was like a closet I could walk to. And then as time went on, <laughs> as time went on though, I realized okay, we're we're going to build like we're going to build a tiny A-frame, right? And I'm gonna have like a little wardrobe rack and all of that. And I was like, am I gonna want to walk to another building on our mountain property like in December to like go get clothes in my closet in the woods like great idea like in my imagination like oh this wonderful closet in the woods like no it's really not practical at all so I told my husband a music studio in the woods is way more practical than a closet in the woods like a hidden space so that is why he now gets a closet or sorry a music studio but where are your clothes now where do you store your clothes in the van so I have one drawer for clothes my husband has one drawer for clothes and my daughter has a little cabinet for hers and my son has a little cabinet for his. Chris, you wouldn't survive if it's survive. not happening. No, no, but think about it this way. Okay, think about it this way. You have a lot of clothes. I don't think I've ever seen you. I know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, before training the past couple of years... I've just like gone to Nordstrom and bought clothes and returned them. Ooh, 
coming out. The truth comes out. You know people that are watching and people that are listening. I'm so sorry. So Nordstrom was your closet. Got it. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to go buy a bunch of clothes. I'm not going to be able to wear that aren't practical for business like training. So I'm just going to borrow these real quick. And you guys get supplied with this posh clothing right. from, like Acura too. So right, and they're awesome. Like and I love and those clothes. I have them at my parents' house in their closet. Oh, I love those clothes. I, I love, love them too. Them. And my shoes. shoes. I know. I don't know if I'll ever wear those on my mountain retreat. Probably not like the so. practical choice for the mountain. Maybe out hiking one day just to feel fancy. Just to feel fun. You guys seem like experts in this space. I'm wondering for people that are listening, would you ever consider maybe consulting or, you know, helping other people outfit their Mm -hmm. van? I can imagine people listening are like, that sounds amazing, but I don't even know where to start. And you guys have kind of done this trial and error, you know, how Mm -hmm. to utilize spaces that you would never even think of. Would you ever consider doing that or are you already doing that? I love that you asked that because in January we were at San Diego Tiny Fest and our van was there and we had so many people come up and ask us if we were going, if we could outfit a van for them. And we told them no, because we love our careers and, you know, that's just not something that we've really looked into doing because we, I don't know, we liked building our van for ourselves, but we were like probably build another one for ourselves. But I just don't know if I see that you know, in our future. And then when March came around and we stopped doing events, we were on our property and we honestly, like, we kind of stopped like that desire to like, just be on the road all the time started to fade. And we started to really enjoy like being on our land, even though like there's not a house there or electricity or anything like that. But we were like, man, this is just so wonderful being in one place and like feeling rooted for a change And, you know, it was very grounding for us. And we're like, what could we do to be here all the time? And we were like, well, we could start building out vans for people. And Mm -hmm. so I think that is 100% something that we're going to begin doing here in the next, you know, short while, especially as we see more people wanting to do it. Absolutely. And you're gorgeous. I'm sure your husband is gorgeous. So HGTV, where are you with this show? (laughs) They already were on this show. No, I mean of you guys making over people's vans an episodic show because it's right around the corner. I tell you. That's a great idea. HGTV, HGTV, where are you? Why are you calling HGTV? We'll do a YouTube not as That's good as you your own little YouTube show. Doing yeah. it. I would love to see before and afters. Yeah, um, for sure. But I think that's amazing uh, content. Well, thanks. And we'll probably, we've thought about doing like tiny, like a tiny trailer too on our property and airbnb it and then like having it for sale at the same time. So, you know, building things and like renovating stuff is something that we both really enjoy. And through quarantine, we realized how much we did. We're like, you know, mm-hmm. this could be this could be a way for us to be more grounded but not leave the community. I have one last question. <laughs> what did you discover on this journey most about yourself? So when I went back to Oklahoma City to sell my house recently, my mother-in-law was there 
And she said, like, I was like, oh, this is so much. Because I don't know if you watched Kristen, but I was like, I did the backsplash. I was like tiling stuff and painting stuff. And like, it was really fun for me to be able to do this project by myself. My husband was working on the West Coast. And so it was just me. And so I was like, this is so much fun. I'm loving this. And my mother-in-law came in and I told her, like, I want to have a house. And I was saying it because, like, I loved all the renovating, right? And she, like, put her arm around me and she was like, you poor, poor girl. Like, my son, you know, has just, like, made you come around with him in this van for years. And I was like, I just realized, like, oh, she thinks, I, like, he drugged me through this. And, like, where we've really been, like, adventuring together but she saw it as like, oh, you just really need a house, like as a mom, like for your kids. And it just made me realize like how wrong she was. Like what hearing it was kind of like, oh, whoa, like that's not how I feel at all. And so I think what I've learned most from all of this is like, if I hadn't said yes to that 48 state road trip, you know, we would have been living in that house and that would have been my life for like the past six years. Like the van wouldn't have happened like the adventures that we've had over these past few years wouldn't like none of that would have happened. And so it was like, when she was saying like, I'm so sorry, you haven't had a house. I was like, I just, all of a sudden my almost life flashed before my eyes, you know, of like, I would have been so boring. Like, I mean, to me, like life in comparison to what my life has been, it would have just been so vanilla, you know, with nothing in it where I would much rather have like, the full dynamic of life, like all the crappy things that have happened by being in a van, like having to find places to like dump your like pee and like to find water or like to get sun so you can have solar power. Like there are things that like are like, this is not normal. Like you wouldn't do this in a house, but I would have had, if I didn't want those, I wouldn't have like the other end of the spectrum too, which was like, we got to go snorkeling in the Florida Keys and go to Disney World with our daughter when she was four. And we've gone to like almost like a ton of national parks across the United States. And like we've had so much time together as a family. Like we like I said, whenever we looked back at toddler photos of our daughter when she was two, I felt like I missed it. But I was there and my husband was there and like we really didn't miss it. But even when you're there, it goes by too fast. and so just being able to realize like this has given us so much saying no at the beginning for the 48 state road trip and then saying no to the van would have just drastically changed my life in a way that didn't help me grow at all and didn't give me those experiences that I can hold on to like now for the rest of my life. So, so great. And that's such a great note to end on. So Ashley, we want to thank you so, so much for being on this week's episode. I know that you have inspired a lot of people, if not to live in a van, at least experience it. I think it's a great thing to experience at least one time um, and just like cherish all of those moments. We got so many gems in today's episode, whether you're about that van life or not. Um, really, really great. Before you go, why don't you let people know, as I'm sure they will be Googling you, <laughs> let people know where they can follow you. Um, so we are on Instagram, the fights. So it's F I T E S and then, um, fight travels on YouTube. Yes. 
All right. And remember what she said. If you are curious about it, just do it. I absolutely love that. Ashley, thanks again. And thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube. See you guys next time. Hey, oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, oh, hey.